I'll give you the stage. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna, should I do it like a midnight radio DJ? No? Um. If it takes this long for you to answer, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> Listen <You're>... here, boppers. <laughs> Listen here, boppers. You're listening to a program we call Warm Ups. When we're done warming up, we'll change the name of the podcast. I am Tim. He is James. We have a channel on YouTube, YGBFKM, which stands for You Gotta Be Kidding Me. Our audience is very small, so you are part of an elite group. Now, uh, I figured we'd start doing spirit animals. Uh, this week, I decided our spirit animals are Tracy Turnblatt and Penny Pingleton from John Waters' film Hairspray. Uh-huh. I think it's a fun match. I, I'm Penny. That's, okay. that's the character that Amanda Bynes would go on to play in the remake. Uh, she's, the, she's the ditzy friend. I'm, I'm your ditzy friend is uh, what I'm saying. I'm the ugly chick. I didn't say that. Well, you're good at dancing. Yeah. Which, you know. Good at being a skank. She wasn't a skank. <laughs> Tracy was not a skank. <laughs> All right. Now, look at this. This is my agenda board. It's a little, it's a little whiteboard. We've been, I've been far too lenient with you. It just says a bunch of swastikas written on it. Okay, let me... I had to start over, and it'll be blank when I... Okay, so this is my agenda. We're not going to be freeform anymore. We're go, I left it blank in the middle, because we, we, uh, we can still fill it out. I'm still giving you this chance to decide uh, how we do things. But uh, I know that at the top we got the intro. Then I got sure. agenda. That's point number two. At the bottom it says outro. So uh, in between, I'd like to fit in uh, a free write... Because I wrote something over the week, and I think I'd encourage, uh, I'd encourage you to do free writes. I would encourage our fans to, to send in things for us to read. We don't have fans. Okay. Well, I'd, occur- I'd encourage strangers to send in things for me to read. I All get right. Off- if you're a stranger listening out there, just uh, please send it in. I'll, I'll uh, DM you Tim's home address. All right. Uh, we got a free write. I'd like to go over... Um, to go over my uh, pitch, well, not even a pitch. We have to decide what we want to pitch because we're going to make a game and Sunset Retro is going to publish it. Oh, man. That sounds like work. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the creative part. This is the fun part, the blue sky part. I only uh, get creative when I get paid to do it. Damn. Okay, well, we're going to have to start a small business. Uh, I'll be on uh, in charge of payroll, and uh, we'll organize some direct deposit. Sweet. We're going to call that segment Games with James. All right. I love it when my ideas get you excited. Uh, uh. I figure after that, I mean, that's kind of a free area. Anything you want to talk about this week? Um. Anyone piss you off this week? Yeah, someone pissed me off yesterday. All right, I'm gonna pencil this in as pissed. Um. I'm gonna add book club and voicemail. All right, that's what the agenda looks like. I think we made a pretty good agenda. Intro. Agenda, I can cross that off. <laughs> Free write, games with James, pissed, book club, voicemail, outro. Sounds hot. I always sound hot. I think I'm going to call this segment, piss segment, 
James's shit list. Nice. Shit list. Maybe we could throw in a clip from that L7 song. Hopefully they don't sue us. Like uh-huh. a 10 second link. Yeah. Like just the, you made my shit list. <laughs> Fair use, I think. Fair use. Yeah. I met Danita Sparks. Um, hopefully she seemed cool. <laughs> <laughs> Talking shit about you the second you turn around. I know. She said, that fucking fatty fucking libtard. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck well, him and all of his queer friends. <laughs> <laughs> that ties in rather nicely to my free right. <laughs> so I wrote something this week. I'd like to, to get the creative juices flowing and write something for you wonderful people every week. And James, of course I would encourage you to do the same. Uh, and this can be anything. A free write can be a monologue. It can be a sketch. I only get paid to, to write shit for people. Okay, I'll pay you to write things. <laughs> Send me your money and I'll write things. Hmm. Uh, for everyone listening at home. Nice. All ten of uh, our fans. You just gotta pay him, that's the trick. So mine, you might as well call this fan fiction. If you uh, know the movie Call Me By Your Name, a wonderful uh, LGBT romance film, uh, starring Timothy Chalamet and What's-His-Face from The Lone Ranger. Now, uh, if you don't know the movie, uh, you should at least know that uh, Timothy Chalamet's character ejaculates into a peach. Now, Sounds hot. Yeah. Now, I've written uh, some letters, letters to his character, letters to Elio from the peach. <clears throat> okay. Wait a minute. Yes? Is that the prequel to James and the Giant Peach that we've all been waiting for? You know what? I think it was. <laughs> Letters to Elio. Hi, it's me. I had fun with you last night. I thought you were great. Your friend was nice too. Are you here for the rest of the summer? I think it's so cool that you and your family speak so many languages. I bet you guys travel everywhere. Anyway, if you go out diving again for old antiques and stuff, I would totally love to come. Most people think I can't swim. You know why? Because I'm a stone fruit. Oh my god, I can't believe I wrote that. You're too cool for jokes like that. Lots of love, the peach. Letter two. Some time passes. Hey, Elio. Haven't heard back from you. Sorry if you weren't expecting that last letter. Sorry if I made things weird. I always do that. I'm as precocious as an apricot. Anyway, I like you. I guess you're seeing that older guy. I didn't realize it was that serious. I'm not going to get in the way of anything. But I hope we can stay in touch, as long as you're in the city. Like I said, I like you. I hear you're really good at piano. I'd love to listen sometime. Look, when we met, I hope I didn't come off as just a quick snack. I may not last as long as an apple at room temperature, but hey, I'm sticking around. Look, sorry again, I'm rambling. Lots of love. Again, the peach. More time passes. Elio, I heard you're back in town. Jesus, you know what, Elio? How many things have you used and thrown away? Me? That nice Italian girl? That fish that the old guy caught? How many of us are you gonna lead on and walk away from before you finally had enough? We deserve better than you. I wish I could say I'm surprised that that Oliver guy packed it up. You're rotten, Elio. 
and I'm probably a little more rotten for having met you. Don't write back to me. I may be pitted, but I don't need your pity. Signed, the peach that you fucked. Ciao. The end. What would you like to write about next week, James? Um. Huh, if we're doing fan fiction, then I'll do my, um. I'll do the version of Point Break that I always wanted to write. Nice. Uh. Some Keanu Slash with uh, Patrick Swayze? More like some Keanu's Gash in mm. Patrick Swayze. Mm. <laughs> or the other way around. I don't know. And I encourage you to write it. But remember, it doesn't have to always be fanfic. It can be anything you want it to be. It's a free write. A free write, eh? Yeah. Well, that was fun. Wasn't that fun, boys and girls? I hope you loved it. I loved it. (laughs) He knows that I need the validation. Otherwise, I just lock myself in my room. I, uh... Woo! Sorry, gang. I am um, like two hours of sleep last night. <laughs> Everybody at work was like, "Oh, bro, you uh, must have been out partying. You know, you was had a crazy night." And I'm like, "Actually, I got uh, someone told me something about me uh, that made me feel like uh, that was geared as a compliment, but I." Did not take it as a compliment. Oh boy. And uh, I just was thinking about it all night. That's how crazy I am, folks. You sound normal, my friend. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The way I took it made me feel like I was just a doormat. Aww. That just ag- uh, let anyone in, just agree to anything anyone said, and I didn't have any of my own opinions. And that hurt, because I was like, fuck, man, that might be right. Um, he didn't uh, uh, specifically say it like that, you know? Um, and like it, what he said wasn't bad. I'm sure a lot of people would find it as a compliment. Me just being insane, I, uh, I didn't take it as a compliment. Turned and said, the fuck you just say? <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> exactly. Then I said, suck my fat one. <laughs> you greasy. I I don't know the exact line. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I probably said it like a few times on the show. Um, uh, <laughs> don't mind me. I'm just going to look up... Uh, Stand by me, best quote. <laughs> yep. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Nice. <laughs> That's, um... You imagine a school with sort of a crest and a billowing, uh, whatever you call the little uh, parchment-looking thing, but uh, the motto is, suck my fat one on top, you greasy dime store hood on the bottom. <laughs> I like it. I love it. That's the only thing I've walked away from watching uh, Stand By Me. You know it's a book? Oh yeah, yeah, Stephen I King. Don't know how interesting of a book it would be. 
It's got a lot of fucking books, and I've read a, I've read a handful of them. That's the best most of us can say. We've read a handful of Stephen King books. I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, there's some of them that are really, really long. <laughs> like I probably talked about it on the on the show before. Yeah. It and then uh, the Miss is good, but the Miss is like I guess more of a novella. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm rambling, but let's continue. Yes. I've got games. Games with James. Games with James. If you could pick a music cue to a segment like this, would it be something specific? Maybe just a, maybe just a style of music. Would it be samba? <laughs> I looked up the name of that instrument that goes... Uh, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I think some people call it the monkey drum, but uh, it has a real name. Anyway, I want to work. I have very few requirements for what I want to make because I'd like to make something in 3D, even though, you know, everything's exponentially harder uh, in 3D compared to 2D. But I want to use Unreal, and of course, I'm a, a character animator of some, of some competence, and I want to, you know, make something that challenges me. Yeah. So something 3D, something I can make in Unreal, something with the... Some character animation. That's about all I want out of this game. I've, okay. Uh, I've looked at uh, a few creative spines. I've come up with a few suggestions, random ideas of where it might take place, what it might be, uh, what it might look like, what it might take inspiration from. Tell me if any of these uh, catch your interest. Of course, Surf Noir. I've told you about Surf Noir. Yeah. Um, did I ever tell you about that 80s movie, uh, Kill All Surf Nazis or something like that? That sounds familiar. Does it live up to that title? Um, yeah. I would assume after the movie came out... Oh, Surf, Mo- Surf Nazis Must Die. Oh, okay. Less of a promise, more of a uh, an imperative. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'd love that poster framed on my wall. I, um... I don't know. I guess that would consider... I would consider that as a surf noir film. Nice. The next things I've got, 70s San Francisco. I guess if we want to make a Dirty Harry game. Oh, yeah. That sounds hot. Yeah. Steampunk San Francisco, if we feel like nerdy assholes. Uh... I'll take that as a no. <laughs> Black and white B-movie, like a monster movie. Ooh. That could be fun. Yeah. And of course, black and white makes things so much easier in terms of budget. Yeah. Maybe the Surf Noir game could be black and white. Yeah, I like that. I've got All Girls School, if we want to make a game like... Have you ever seen the movie Reform School Girls? No. It's just a campy, you know, sort of in that... It's low budget, but in a very deliberately 80s way where they're trying to be funny and want to, you know. It's uh, an all-girls school run by a sadistic, big, like, 
angry, I think she's bald but wears a wig, uh, headmistress who's like, you know, just trying to make their lives hell and it ends with, I think, them setting the building on fire. Oh, sounds hot. Yeah. It's got a scene where the uh, headmistress stomps a cat. I'm pretty sure that's all it's famous oh. for. You're enjoying that too much. <laughs> Maybe. <could> go on. <laughs> kung fu movies. That could be fun. A video game about kung fu movies? What, or just kung fu. Okay. Like, um... Like, more like on the arcade side, like, a. Uh, I wouldn't say hokey. I guess I could say hokey. But yeah, like a very arcadey style play like game, like a like something that does have a campaign, but you don't really play it for the campaign. You just play it uh, to play with your friends. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. I could see that. I've got 50s Golden Age comics. Um. <laughs> you don't like the Golden Age? Uh, I think it should be very satirical. Yeah, you can't really play it straight. Yeah, I think, um, it should be, uh, if we did do that, I feel like it should be, like, riddled with, um, like, racist, xenophobic, uh, I can sexist, like, uh, ideals. And then towards the, th- the end of the game, you find out your character's the villain. I like that. <laughs> I'm picturing sort of a Harvey Birdman tone with like the superhero standing next to a whites-only fountain. <laughs> I've got, I think this is my last one, my last good one. Reality show a la Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh my god. That could be fun. Dog the Bounty Hunter video game? Yeah. Huh, that sounds fun. Hmm. Just ideas to get a, get the juices flowing. You know, when I was in high school, I, um, I showed my friends the movie From Dusk Till Dawn, <laughs> and we've, oh, we wanted to make a From Dusk Till Dawn video game. And then we found out there was a From Dust Till Dawn video game. On what platform? Um, what platform? I want to say NES. Um, oh, two SNES, maybe. From it's not a good video game. <laughs> From Dust Till Dawn video game. Um, it's a third, it's a two, okay. From Dust Till Dawn is a 2001 third-person shooter game that is based on the events that transpired directly after the end of the From Dust Till Dawn movie. Uh, released for Windows. Oh, so it's a PC game. It's a sequel. Yeah. Finally, we get to know what happened. Well, I guess there's also a TV series in that. And there are sequels to the movie. <laughs> No one just talks about him. Ah. Woof. This computer animated George Clooney does not I look need to see. kosher. I need to see. Ooh. Yeah, that could just be any <laughs> any white male. Yeah, the eyebrows aren't... That, that, I guess they are thick enough. <laughs> They're just not... Um, 
I don't know. Uh, and the lady behind him doesn't look like a what's her name at all. Salma Hayek. No, what? <laughs> oh, the protagonist. Yeah, uh, the lady from Natural Born Killers. Oh, I don't know. Not not foot tequila. <laughs> um, but I after watching um rewatching movies like From Dusk Till Dawn, Lost Boys, uh, uh, da 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 da, um. Vampires, you Yeah, yeah, like vampire movies. I want to make a video game that's a horror video game, but also sort sort of falls under the RPG elements, like um, like Parasite Eve. But mm. I want it to be with vampires. You play as somebody who thinks that there's a vampire in uh the neighborhood and um it's kind of your uh goal to like get people to believe you um uh, but like the longer it takes the more people die (laughs) um that's not a bad mechanic i thought that yeah Knowing the sort of games we play, I think that's the easiest pitch. Some sort of a third-person survival horror, or just horror. Yeah. And then, so I want it to be mystery, um, like, mystery RPG for, like, the first half. But then, like, the second half, when... Uh, people do start believing that the vampire, like, about the vampire or vampires uh, is when the vampires start, like, you know. Breaking curfew? Not breaking curfew necessarily, but they just start killing willy-nilly because they know that their secret's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, I want to say the second half, maybe the second half just is at nighttime. Ah, and, um, yeah, you gotta, like, uh, like, I want to say the first half goes through, like, this band of, like, a few days or maybe even, like, a few weeks. I like the idea of, um, like, a goal with a ticking clock. I mean, I've always liked games. That's how, of course, I'm going to name Nintendo. Pikmin worked. That's how Majora's Mask worked. I like games where, uh, you just have to do something, you know, as soon as you can. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the quicker you get things done or, like, like like an L.A. Noir thing, too. Like, trying to get people to, like, believe you. Yeah. Uh, get more people on your side. Uh, the easier the, the latter half of the game will be. I know. Uh, and maybe for the fucking true horror uh, horror fans out there, you could try to, like, mess up the first half of the game. Um, as much as you want to where the latter half of the game will just be you and maybe, like, one other person helping you out. Yeah, that could be fun. It makes me think a game like that could work as uh, either 
a narrative game or the sort of a toy box style game. Yeah. Like there's, I don't have the best vocabulary for this, but I was watching a YouTube video about what indie games are selling and what aren't selling. And honestly, I don't care so much whether it's profitable, but the whole point of this GDC talk was that he had a great word for it and it's something like infinite scenario generator. An infinite scenario generator type game will get streamed more, it'll have more constant sales, it's the sort of game that you can play and replay and replay and it never goes the same each time. Oh. And that does rule out certain things, because we, we both, I think, have a pretty strong history with what he would call consumable games. You know, yeah. stories, uh, set, set, set pieces that are fun to play. I love me some horror video games. Yeah. And most of the horror games I've played are story-based. Yeah. Now, there are a few ones I could think of that do not have storylines. But even though those ones are more recent than, like, the ones I grew up on, mm -hmm. like, uh, the Friday the 13th game, there's no plot whatsoever. I would consider a horror video game, but it's all online. Same with, um... The one I bought. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, what the fuck is that one called? <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't play it. I can never remember the name. <laughs> uh, Dead by Daylight. Yeah! Breaks my heart, though. To, um, cause, uh, not Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th, um, you know, um, Tom Savini directed all the kills for that game. Is uh, he the director? No, he's, he was supposed to direct a reboot, but, uh, it was canceled last minute by New Line, hmm. cause, um, New Line did a third part to the ring. And uh, they kind of tanked. And so they're just like, people just don't like horror movies anymore. And so they just canned uh, Friday the 13th. And like, I love Tom Savini. Now he's... Uh, he's uh, Granted, Michael. I've only watched one of the movies he's directed. Because he's not known as a movie director. He's known as a makeup artist. Like a uh, visual effects makeup artist. Right, 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 right. He's done makeup for pretty much... Every of the Living Dead movie that was George Romero made. Um, he did the makeup for the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth Friday the 13th movies. Um, then, like, he was the person who came up with the look for Jason Voorhees. Mm. Yeah. And, um... You gotta wonder... I mean, uh, they did, you told me this, right? They did just find a mask for Scream. Like, that was just some, some, uh, Halloween decoration Yeah, that's company. what Wes Craven was going for. Yeah. He, and the uh, same with Jason, is what I'm saying. That's just a hockey mask, right? Yeah, but he doesn't wear a hockey mask in the second movie. Ah. Uh -huh. Second, uh, movie, he wears a burlap sack. Oh. With a, uh... Like me. The eye cut out. Yeah. What you wear to work every day. Yeah. Uh, it really goes go well with your eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the other one's not as, uh, you know, bloodshot and uh, covered in pus, you know. Uh, you, you really got to flaunt the good eye. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Do you know what they used? Uh, do you know what Michael Myers' mask is for Halloween? Uh, oh, mm, Halloween. Well, it's uh, it's leathery, right? It's a leather face. Oh, that's uh, Texas. Yeah, come on, dum dum. Uh, it's a um, uh, it's a latex mask with hair on it. Huh. Now that movie had no money. <laughs> uh, so I don't think you're gonna be able to guess it. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, what did you say? Halloween? Yeah. Okay, this is... John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Is it a pumpkin? Like in the poster? No. What is it? It's a Shatner mask that they spray-painted white. Oh! Yeah, Shatner is the, uh... Is the face of pure evil. (laughs) Well, he must be proud of that. (laughs) Yep. But um, we're getting off topic. Back uh, back to video games. I think we made pretty good inroads. We can take what we uh, figured here. I'll try to come back next week with ideas for something like a zombie, like not zombie, but uh, a survival horror sort of. Um... Oh, so the f- I want. So the first half would be decision-based. You're right, right. Like a decision-based RPG. Second half, survival horror. I like the idea of um, trying to collect evidence, too. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I know that anyone with any experience making games listening to this is laughing their ass off because I think this is the sort of project that never gets finished. But I think we're going to finish it. We're different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pal. We, uh... What do you think? We have lives? Yeah, come on. To live? Come on, man. I think we know what we're doing. (laughs) I think, um... Yeah, I think it would be fun, because, like, um... Like, for instance... And when I say RPG, like, um... Not necessarily, like... I'm talking about more of like a like a MMO, like a um not open world, but like an open town. Yeah, I see like what you're saying. You're op- like uh going to like the school or the library or the movie theater or like uh also if if uh there is multiple vampires I for sure want one to be based. And he's dead now, so <laughs> maybe we could do it. Well, you can't be... Oh, oh, let me guess. Christopher Lee? No. Okay. Christopher Lee could be the head vampire, though. Nice. I want one of the vampires to be based off of Bill Paxton's character. Ah, uh, Bill. Near Dark. Hey, is his character in that movie named Bill? No. Because I couldn't help but notice that I think his name is Bill in Twister. Yeah. I think his name is Bill Pretty... in the television series Big Love. That's the end of my list. Oh. You think you'd be able to design something like this? I like it. Right? Yeah. Ugh, I gotta show... When we're, when we're done with the podcast, I want to show you a scene from that movie. All right. Yeah. <laughs> a detective game first. And then in the back half, it's a horror game. Yeah. I like it. I want it to, like, 
I know that sounds very from Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> That's fine. That's the inspiration. Oh man, I I like I I do you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I just pulled this off the top of my head. <laughs> That's the beauty of blue sky, uh, the blue sky phase of development. Uh. Um. Hmm. Um. I know. I'm thinking, uh, I'm just looking at, I'm going to look for cinnamon, uh, cinnamons, god damn it, uh, cinnamons, I can't, I can't speak right now, I'm too tired, uh, okay, pitch black, pitch dark, inky, jet black, unlit, unlighted, these sound like vampire movies, uh, Lit, poorly lit. I need more starless, moonless, dim, dingy, gloomy, dusky, dusky. Ugh. Oh, they're they're synonyms for dark. Yeah, cinnamon. I can't. Why can't I pronounce? Let me see. Let I, me see the word. I, I know what the word Let's is. Let's see. Huh? Tartarian. Tartarian. It's a cool word. Could yeah. be a cool title for a game. Well. Well, um, Tartarian, uh... Or the name of the head vampire. Yeah, do you know what's really funny? Mm-hmm. I was re-watching, um, Fright Night. Hmm. And do you know what the head vampire's name in that movie is? Yeah. Jerry. Nice. Well, that's the deal. <laughs> what's the deal? Well, this is, like, a good ten years before Seinfeld. <laughs> Tartarian, that's... You're not going to know what I mean for ten years, but what's the deal? That's the, his final words. Caligonus. Ooh. <laughs> mm. um. Or what about a cinnamon for a... God, I said cinnamon again! I don't know what we would name it, but we could always just come back to that. Yeah. Phil, if you're listening to this episode, get in on this video game. Um, He's our publisher. Yeah. Now the protagonist. Who, who would be our protagonist? Well, the way I see it, if we want the game at the back half to feel scary, I think that means certain protagonist types will be off limits. Yeah. I think you can either have someone who, like is sort of dead serious, like sort of like a quiet type, you know. I think the main protagonist is going to be um, is going to have to be I, I the, what I'm picturing in my head is a high schooler who is not the, the coolest kid but um, he has his friend group um i like that just uh because i feel like that's good for the horror part yeah. i think a younger protagonist would sort of fit there yeah uh i think um you should have his i think uh there should be like a friend who is just like a huge horror geek um 
another friend who's like kind of like the asshole in the group, but he's like a like a tough guy. Um, and then like I don't know, like a just like a smarter for like a like a like a Nancy type character from Nightmare on Elm Street. There's like the little montage of her like uh, learning about booby traps. <laughs> uh. Uh, and, like, the the more able, like, uh, the more you can convince them throughout the game, the easier the latter half of the game will be. I like that. It's a good dynamic. Uh, and then, like, if you can't, you don't have, like, any help from them, or you don't gain any knowledge from them, something like that, um, and you're just kind of, like, on your own. Yeah. Limited resources, uh, no help, maybe a little more enemies to deal with, even if maybe we don't have more than one. You know what I mean. Yeah. I, the way I want it, I kind of want it to be like three or four vampires. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe, oh, maybe it's initially three, right? You got the leader... The, uh, the right-hand man and the, like, like the wild card. Um, the flea of the group, yeah. if you will. Our Bill Paxton vampire will be the, the flea. <laughs> um, uh, I'm thinking of uh, the right-hand man either being, like, similar to, like, uh, Kiefer Sunderland's character. And the Lost Boys. Okay. Or, um, or like Danny Trejo's character in From Dust Till Dawn. And the leader, I'm thinking either being like a Christopher Lee, uh, or similar to like David Bowie from The Hunger, or similar to Selma mm-hmm. from From Dust Till Dawn. Um,. And maybe if you can't convince your, uh, like, people or, like, or, yeah, if you just do, like, a shittier job through the first half of the game, some of your friends will get turned into vampires. I like that. I kind of figured that's where you were going, and I liked it. Um, yeah. I almost... We'll probably get sued if we do this, but I do love in Fright Night, there is, like, a TV show host that they try to, like, get the help from. Um, And, you know, he's just, like, a host of a TV show. Um, We could could do something, like, that's not directly like that. I watched the remake, and... um, the TV show host was like a Chris Angel type character, like a uh. magician. And I'm like, what? Does he even deal with vampires? In the... um, I don't know. I just watched it for Colin Farrell and it was, I was very disappointed. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have for now for as far as this, uh, vampire 
The Untitled <laughs> Vampire Project. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think it's a great start for our first Games with James segment. I think we'll have a little less next week. I mean, we'll just try to hammer down more of the world, I guess. Yeah. And I'll definitely, I gotta look into actually getting it done in the Unreal Engine. Or what about The Unwelcomed? I like it. Maybe it's a little too hokey. Uh. <laughs> Nimby. Let the wrong one out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the next segment... From morning was... till night. <laughs> I like from morning till night. From daylight till that time when it's darker. <laughs> the next segment would be James's shit list. Oh. This is your segment. I feel like it made the last segment my segment. Oh, Tim. I consider that my segment. I, but I, I shit-canned your ideas and use my own. I'm sorry. The whole point is to just get creative juices flowing. Well, did you honestly like it? I like it. Pinky promise. I pinky promise. Okay. Okay, shit list. Uh, my shit list of the day goes to a k- somebody yesterday who um I gotta say this nicely. <laughs> he uh um. He, okay, so there's this customer came in yesterday. We talked a lot about superheroes. Love me some superheroes. This customer loves him some superheroes. Um, he and this customer is like a fucking awesome artist. And he was talking to me about uh, drawing Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I really like Black Panther because uh, he feels like a uh, a superhero who isn't like a caricature. And then this customer jumps in and it just basically tells this, cus- the, this other customer that he's wrong. Uh, uh, not only is... Uh, the Black uh, Panther character, um, he basically implied that the character Black Panther was not just like a, uh, like, uh, like racist towards black people, but also racist towards white people. And, Ooh, um, hot take. I know. Uh... He, he he just like he said uh that he he I wasn't engaged with the conversation I was working but I heard him say um why weren't there any uh <laughs> Marvel superheroes de- dedicated to like white culture basically well <laughs> well I feel I like know. you could describe Captain America that way yeah, and, um, yeah, just, it, it really annoyed me. Also, because I forgot to mention the 
the person I was talking to about comics, he is on the spectrum. And this fucking white knight decided to, like, not only say that Black Panther was a racist character towards black people, but also shows that Marvel doesn't care about white culture, which I thought was funny. I was going to jump in, Hmm. but it was very busy, so I decided to just let it go. And I moved on with my day. But that shit was... Never have I felt so... Like, the urge to, like, be irritated, but also laugh Mm -hmm. at the same time. Because I'm like, this fucking white bread yuppie is just... Trying to preach. (laughs) Uh, And... Trying to preach to somebody who, like, you know, who's just a fucking comic book fan. Like, calm down. Uh, yeah. And that was, uh, that was my shit list. Yeah, that's about a Twitter level of discourse. <laughs> yeah. Uh. That's a shame. I, you know, but I've never seen this customer before, and I don't know if I'll see him again. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he got coffee. <laughs> I think he was just there. Just there to talk some shit. Yeah. What's up? He's there for his hot takes. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck him. And that's James' shit list. <laughs> well, you should be in charge of ending it. Well, I'll just end with fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> now, we don't have anything... For this yet, but I thought I'd suggest at least uh, I like the idea of a book club. I think everyone likes the idea of a book club because it gives you know something shared, something you can share with a group of people. You all know you consume the same thing, but maybe you'll come out the other side with with novel viewpoints. And I think our our little book club could uh, cover anything: movies, documentaries. I know you want me to watch uh, *Decline of Western Civilization* at some point, and of course there are things that I'd like you to watch. And we'd love to share with our listeners. So we don't have to come up with anything right away, but uh, I just thought I'd put that out there. This might be the part of the show where we go over uh, something we both decided to watch. Not read. Certainly not read. Yeah. Well, we don't do any reading on this podcast. No, 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 no. We read uh, tweets. Yeah. And hot takes. That's my my shirt says, hot takes only, please. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And finally, um, the shortest part of the show, voicemail, because uh, fucking nobody calls us. Let's get that number out there again. It's, it's in my contacts. Is it in yours, James? Yeah. I got us at 209-425-2940. Please, please leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. You can always comment on our YouTube You can. We can edit out silence. I'm just mm-hmm. going to see if we... Like, I, I should actually check to see if we have any messages. I doubt it. But...
but... No voicemails! <laughs> I look forward to doing this part of the show for the next uh, however many years we do this podcast. Well, hey, at least we had a constructed format this episode. Yeah, I think we did real good. You listen out there, Ted fans? <laughs> you let us know if we did good. Put us on, Ted. We want. We have a talk. Don't make fun of me uh, for my... <laughs> My speech impediments. <laughs> I I'll, mean, you well, you go. You can make fun of me, but I just might um, I just might hit you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I emotionally, I bruise like a peach. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that line, uh, but only people who watch the movie would get it that he's as precocious as an apricot. Because there is a whole section of that movie... Well, okay, it's like one scene. But uh, they explain the etymological root of the word apricot. And it means precocious. Ooh. Because an apricot flowers early. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I guess... I guess this is the outro. This has been episode nine of Warm Ups. Well, we'll change the short name. Episode. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know. That's... I like it. It's to the point. Yeah. I don't think you can trust people to listen to an hour long anything for people they don't know. It's true. Once we start getting, uh, once we're in the hundreds. 100 episodes? Our 100 episode mark? No, 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 no. Once we have 100 subscribers. Then we bump it up, double the length, and by then they're grateful. There we go. Louder, louder for the mic. Good enough. Would well, you know how to do perfect high five? How? You gotta look at someone's elbow. What do you mean? You gotta look at someone's elbow when you're looking okay. when you're high fiving. Yeah, that was better. Right? Yeah. You know how to do it. You you've been in theater. <laughs> I didn't learn that in the theater department. <laughs> theater tricks with James. I learned I just learned that going to parties. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what parties are like. Oh, Tim. And with that, <laughs> with that, that's the end of Warm Ups Episode 9. Thank you so much. Please call us, you know. Let, let, let us know. Just call us. Would you like to say goodbye? Kiss my grits. Jackasses. <laughs> <laughs>